This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Today's show is sponsored by Acura. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay, second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. This is Nick. This is Jack. Welcome back. It is Monday, October 30th. And today's pod, it is the best one yet. Mole Monday, the best one yet. It is Halloween Eve, Yeti. The last day to decide on a costume for the best costume yet. Oh, Jack, over the next 24 hours, Spirit Halloween is probably the biggest retailer in America. A lot of panic shopping right now. Besties, grab a wig and toss on some tights. You know what to do, Jack. And send us your costume picks at T-Boy Pod. Yeah, we are whipping up the best one on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, Jack, what's our first story for today's T-Boy? One year ago, Glossier made its biggest pivot ever. They started selling in Sephora. Well, we just got the numbers on Glossier's Glam Squad. For our second story, the winner of the Big Tech Earnings Week from last week was Amazon. Amazon, because Amazon has built a droid army. And our third and final story, did the price of your rent go up again? We know who's to blame. Yes, we do. AI landlords. AI landlords. Yetis, your new landlord is probably an algorithm. And it probably sucks. It definitely sucks. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. What a way to kick off the show, Jack. And what a perfect mix of stories, man. Strap up your cleats because it's not just any day. No. It is not. Yetis, today is the sports equinox. The suns are aligned with Jupiter. The mercury is in retrograde. And every major sport plays a game tonight. Each league has a game tonight. It's the rare day of the year when the five biggest sports leagues in America all have games on. Like this never happens. It's the sports equinox. NFL's Monday Night Football is tonight. Raiders versus Lions. Major League Baseball, game three of the World Series. Injuries versus Diamondbacks. We have 11 NBA games today. Breaking ankles in the paint, Jack. Even the NHL is dropping the puck at nine different rinks. Pucks drop, gloves drop, <laughs> teeth drop. Call Barry Melrose. Oh, 
How about Major League Soccer? Playoffs are happening right now. Mo messy, mo money. So much sports happening tonight, you can't find a chicken wing anywhere. Don't let us down, Xfinity. Don't let us down. Now, Nick and I should point out, the sports equinox, it's becoming a more common event. Yes, it is, Jack, because every league is increasing the number of games in a season, so more of them are playing on the same day. The NHL playoffs takes like nine months these yeah, days. I think they hoist the cup in <laughs> August, Jack, in <laughs> August. So it's not just a sports equinox anymore. Oh, the way Jack and I are looking at the stars, it's also a sports solstice. I'm not an astrologist, but that sounds right, Nick. Let's run with it, Jack. So, Yetis, grab yourself the closest jockstrap. Besties, hydrate those two kidneys. And enjoy tonight's sports solstice. Jack and I are checking the stars. Let's hit our three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, we just got the numbers on Glossier's Sephora makeup deal. How we looking, Jack? Glossier is pulling off one of the greatest pivots in beauty history. Yeti's Glossier, the cosmetics brand that invented millennial pink. Don't call it Glossier. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Actually, nobody does that. But they did turn a shade into a vibe. Founded nine years ago, Glossier hit a $2 billion private valuation as they pioneered the direct-to-consumer makeup industry. The $18 boy brow disrupted mascara faster than you can gloss a lower lip. Yeti's, if it's not Glossier, it's not dewy. When Glossier was peak buzz, they had a quarter billion dollars in sales every year. Jack and I were walking around New York. You could not stroll into a soul cycle without seeing a stick of Glossier. But two years ago, Glossier's revenues began to slow. Glossier was simply losing its gloss. So one year ago, Glossier made its biggest pivot ever. And we covered it on this pod. And what was that pivot, Jack? They stopped being a direct-to-consumer company. Yeti's last year, Glossier completely changed their business model. For the first time, they started selling products through other stores, specifically through Sephora. Sephora, you know it, the black and white bags, the second largest physical beauty chain in America with 600 stores out there. Sephora is the Chipotle of cosmetics, right, Nick? We can roll with that. I think that kind of works. <laughs> if you like Chipotle, you like Sephora. It kind of goes well. It's a premium makeup retail. That's what we're getting at here. The guac is extra, and so is the eyeliner. Now, before Glossier got into Sephora, you could only get Glossier lipstick on Glossier.com or at a Glossier store. It was D to C, direct to consumer. But now they're going indirect to consumer too. For a full year now, you could get Glossier at Sephora. So Glossier used to have a direct relationship with their customers. Inserting Sephora in the middle, that's taking a risk. First time doing it after nine years completely changes it. Glossier gave up control and autonomy of how their brand was presented to the world. Well, one year after we covered that story, we just got the numbers. And how does that Glossier pivot look, Jack? It looks really good. Glossier sales have surged. Get this, Yetis. In just the last year, Glossier has sold $100 million worth of beauty product just at Sephora. Adding Glossier to Sephora has caused overall sales for the company to jump 73%. Sit down, stand up, and put on the milky cleanser, Jack. In fact, Glossier's $68 perfume is now the top-selling fragrance across all of Sephora. Yeti, Sephora's top fragrance is the Glossier fragrance. Glossier at Sephora 
is going fabulously well. So add it all up, besties, and Sephora saved Glossier. But Glossier had the guts to go into Sephora. Yeah, they did. And you know what? Sounds like we should do a takeaway. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Glossier? Glossier graduated from awareness to action. Yetis, as a D2C direct-to-consumer company, Glossier was the it company. Everyone knew about Glossier, and we got the numbers to prove it. Glossier has 51% brand awareness, which is very strong. 51% brand awareness. But here's the interesting thing. Glossier only had 1% market share for the beauty products in America. So people knew about Glossier, but they weren't taking the action to buy Glossier. So it seems like the problem was that Glossier just wasn't where its potential customers were. Yeah, people enjoy one-stop beauty shopping, and they couldn't get Glossier. You want to get the vitamin C serum, the eye cream, the perfume, the moisturizer, and the boy brow, but you want to do it on one trip in one place. When Glossier was direct-to-consumer, you couldn't do that one-stop beauty shopping. No, you could not. So, Yetis, the data shows that people wanted Glossier, they just couldn't access Glossier. Entering Sephora stores is how Glossier graduated from awareness to action. For our second story, the winner of earnings season, it's Amazon. But the one shocking thing you need to know about Amazon, it has a droid army of <laughs> 750,000 robots. Why are we talking about anything else? <laughs> Yetis, every big tech company just announced earnings last week. And frankly, Amazon was the tops. Amazon announced that operating income more than quadrupled to over $10 billion in the third quarter. And what was the key of that report, Jack? The key for Amazon was artificial intelligence. And now we should point something out, Yetis. Not Amazon's artificial intelligence, other companies' artificial intelligence. Here's what Andy Jassy said, the CEO of Amazon. He said, we've gotten big customers like Adidas, Bridgewater the Hedge Fund, Under Armour. They're turning to Amazon Web Services to power their AI apps. So Amazon stock jumped 7% last week as we learned that the AI industry depends on Amazon's cloud computing. Besties, your buddy's AI startup is crunching data in the cloud. That's owned by Amazon. But again, Nick, that's a distraction to the real Amazon story. <laughs> Can we please talk about the wild Amazon story? Apparently no one's talking about, Jack. Amazon has a droid army of 750,000 robots. Yetis, it sounds scary. And like, <laughs> we're a little scary about this too, aren't we, man? We're like, going to want to sit down for this one. Don't stand back up unless you're running. Because <laughs> Amazon is America's top employer of robots. TechCrunch reported last week that Amazon has 750,000 robots already in operation. They're mostly Roomba-like vehicles carrying giant pallets of packages all around the warehouse. Most of the robots are giant Roombas moving around the floor of the warehouse. We're talking about three quarters of a million robots. Like, Jack, hey, R2-D2, pass me the cardboard box. Hey, C-3PO, tape up the cardboard box. <laughs> now, Yetis, here's the scarier news on top of that robot news. One robotics executive told TechCrunch last week they're expanding beyond wheeled locomotive robots to robots with legs. That's right. Amazon is testing out humanoid robots that have bodies that <laughs> resemble us humans. They're testing out robots that look like us. Like this is Nick, this is Jack, and this is Nick, and that is Jack. <laughs> They're testing out robots that look like us, work harder than us, but don't have to pee like us. <laughs> They're 
they're going to be doing work also that like resembles human work. Like they're standing up and walking around. These robots are going to stand at the conveyor belt and put your item in a box, tape it up and ship it to you. Hey, Wally, you want to get a sandwich? Oh, I forgot you don't have a digestive tract. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Amazon? Historically, robots don't take humans jobs. They liberate humans to do other jobs. Now, Jack, what was our first thought after hearing about Amazon's droid army of 750,000 warehouse robo-workers? We thought this is bad news for Amazon's human workers because these robots are replacing them. And that is a scary thought, but it turns out it's false. Because Amazon also is about to hire 250,000 temporary human workers for the holiday sales season. In the 80s, Jack and I have been covering robo stories for a while now. And historically, as we've done the research, fears that robots will reduce human employment always seem overblown. And the best proof is the economy right now. There are more robots in the economy than ever before, and yet our unemployment rate is lower than ever before. Unemployment is 3.8%. Just about every person who wants a job has a job despite the proliferation of automation and robots. So besties, when Jack and I look back at both the history and the present, it shows us that automation doesn't typically replace humans. It frees up humans to pursue new jobs instead. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Eddie's, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yeti's bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her? It's protect her. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared... To protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. Listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash T-Boy or text T-Boy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash T-Boy or text T-Boy to 500-500. For our third and final story, Yetis, did your rent just go up? Well, it's because landlords aren't setting rent anymore. Software is. Landlords discovered a greedy truth. More vacancies means more money. 
Besties, Jack and I have said it before. We'll say it again. It has never been a better time to rent, has it been, Jack? Because of crazy high interest rates and really high home prices, it's cheaper to rent than buy a home right now. But yet, that doesn't mean that renting is cheap these days. Rachel, the renter, is feeling the squeeze more than ever. Jack, we talk about the average rental apartment in Manhattan, New York City. What is the price of that thing? It's insane. It's $5,500 a month on average. That is an all-time high. Oh, and by the way, that does not include a washer-dryer, but it does include zero windows. <laughs> right. When we were roommates, by the way, I had the room with no window. I paid a couple hundred bucks less a month. It was not worth it. <laughs> We'd have to knock on Jack's door and be like, the sun's been up for three hours, man. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> yeah, it is. this is bizarre because there are fewer people living in New York City than before the pandemic. And yet rents are up 30% during the pandemic. It's also wild because it's not just New York City. It turns out nationwide, rent is up everywhere. But don't just blame the landlords who are raising the rent. There's someone else to blame too. Yetis, Jack and I jumped in T-boy style and there is a new phenomenon inflating your rent. An increasing number of landlords across the country are outsourcing their decisions on rent to an algorithm. Jack, why is your landlord jacking up the rent on us? Because the software told them to. It's an AI landlord. Yetis, according to the Wall Street Journal, two software companies are telling more and more landlords to jack up the rent on all of our apartments. Oh, you want to know their names? We'll tell you their names. It's RealPage and Yardy. That's who's jacking up the rent on you right now. In the past, landlord Larry would say, hey, this is a nice young couple. They're paying their rent on time every month. Maybe I'm just going to raise the rent 1% this year. Landlord Larry's like, hey, these are good kids. I don't want to make the rent too expensive for them. But today, it's probably not Larry who's your landlord. It's probably some big money real estate investing company. And that big real estate company is not considering your tenant life at all. They are just plugging in your apartment details and your financial information into some software. Yeah, Yardy, one of those software companies, they were formerly known as Rent Maximizer. Yeah, Rent Maximizer was literally the name of the company. Every tenant should be opposed to this company's very mission. And here's what that algorithm is going to do. It's going to tell your landlord that she can jack up the rent 10%, and there's a 95% chance that that young couple still pays the new price. When a human landlord was individually deciding what the rent was going to be, rent was expensive. Well, now that centralized algorithms are coordinating your rent to maximize revenue, it's crazy expensive. Now, the Department of Justice is thinking about getting involved. That's how bad this has gotten, actually. Because this algorithm, if every landlord uses it, that's essentially collusion to drive up the price for all renters. And you know what, besties? That's not even the worst part. So Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies with an AI landlord? Landlords have learned a greedy truth. More vacancies means more money. All right, Yetis, let's talk about the business model here. Historically, landlords avoided empty apartments. They didn't want empty space. They wouldn't make money on that empty space. Naturally, landlords wanted maximum occupancy to make the most money in rent. Okay, but here's the key. Hitting 100% occupancy might require lowering the rent. Lowering the rent. That's why this software discovered that empty apartments is actually more lucrative. Because getting most people to pay a higher rent apparently makes up for the one to two empty apartments that you're left with. Here's the math. Raising the rent on all the units in the building makes up for the couple of tenants that decide to leave. Yeah, is that annoying algorithm? It says raise all the rents, even if that means uh, some of the apartments remain empty. So it's counterintuitive, but having some vacancy actually maximizes revenue 
for a landlord. Even if it means a family had to leave their apartment, sadly. Or a restaurant or a store that's been there for generations has to shut down because they can't pay the rent. Yeah, as you're walking down the street and you're still seeing an open lot, uh, you know who to blame on this one. Landlords have learned a greedy truth. More vacancies means more money for them. And the rest of society, we are stuck paying for it. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Mole Monday? Glossier's big decision to enter Sephora stores has boosted sales by 73% this year. Yet is that's how Glossier graduated from awareness to action. For our second story, Amazon's cloud computing is winning, but it also has 750,000 robots. And now, historically, robots don't take human jobs. They liberate humans to do other jobs. And our third and final story is landlords. They're increasingly outsourcing their rent decisions to a rent-maximizing software program. Algo Landlords. Yetis, this software shows that Larry the Landlord makes more money with more vacancy. It's a brutal, greedy truth. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, is selling 1 million shares of the bank, and that's worth over a billion dollars of money. Some investors were alarmed but it's actually common for executives to sell their stock eventually. Jimmy! And second, Cruise, the self-driving taxi from General Motors, just paused service right over here in San Francisco. Yeah, pause is a generous way to put it because apparently Cruise misrepresented information about an accident so their permit got suspended by California. And finally, Garth Brooks, the country music singer, has a new album, but he's got a bold launch strategy. He's only releasing his album at Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. You can only get it if you go to the fishing store. It feels like there's a takeaway here, Jack. Meet your customer where they are. Yeah, Garth Brooks is copying Glossier. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Al Rubio from lovely San Antonio, Texas. You ever notice that tires, tire walls on old cars they were white tire walls. Yeah, if you look at old movies, the car tires like weren't black. They were white tires on all the cars, right, Jack? It's because the old tires that used to move old cars were made of natural rubber. Yeah, and they had to add zinc to that rubber, and that made the tires white. And anyone who's put on zinc sunblock knows it makes you white. <laughs> oh, Jack, I am still trying to get some of this stuff off from this summer. Yetis, you look fantastic to kick off the week. Jack, are you watching the Sports Zodiac this weekend? Sorry, the Sports Solstice. Yeah, it's the sportiest day of the year. It's the Sports Solstice. You know, Jack, I didn't want to point it out at the beginning of the pod, but I'm pretty sure there's some preseason lacrosse involved today, too. <laughs> That's rounding up right there, Nick. It's like Brown, we got uh, the Big Red of Cornell. That's a big matchup right now. NESCAC versus Ivy League. I'm rooting for NESCAC. Matchup for the ages. Yetis, have a fantastic evening. Check out at Pod on Instagram, and Jack and I will see you tomorrow. And before we go, a shout out to Yeti Jordan Goditis, who reminds us every year about the sports solstice, and that's when we remember to hit it. Although he calls it the sports equinox. He does. And a happy <laughs> birthday to Michael Carabian, who's celebrating his first birthday as a teenager up in Napa, eight years until you get that Pinot Man. And happy 25th birthday to Shwayab Ahmed in Silver Springs, Maryland. And Benito Maxwell, happy birthday over in Charleston, South Carolina. Jack, we gave him a shout out when he was in his mom's tummy <laughs> and when he turned six months old. Not too shabby. Wow, Benito, you are the best one, yeah. And Brooke Morgan, 
Morgan is turning 30 years old in San Diego. We wish her a speedy recovery and some positive marriage prospects. Congratulations to Jordan Gustafson who's got a new job in Chicago. And Brendan and Bree just had their one-year anniversary in the Bay Area. Celebrate that win. Congratulations to Holden and Haley, two great names, two great people who got engaged in South Jordan, Utah. Let's see those ring picks. And Ignacio Sartori and Luna Monelos are getting married down in Argentina. And if we know something about Argentina, this party ain't starting till 1 a.m., Jack. And congratulations to Scott Lorsch and Cassiel Crystal, who are getting married in a teal suit and an ivory dress, and it's going to be wonderful. Scott and Casilla, we watched your whole YouTube video. We wish we were going to this wedding. You're going to have an absolute blast. We wish we were getting married. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jack. I own stock of Amazon, and Nick and I both own stock of Chipotle. Glossier just made one change worth $100 million. They started selling at Sephora. Glossier made one change that's worth $100 million. They started selling at Sephora. I'm going to make it awkward for Rachel and Adam. I have to pick one of those. <laughs> Glossier made one change worth $100 million. <laughs> Jack, I'm like, Jack, Glossier made a change worth $200 million. <laughs> yeah, just inflation. Yeah. Glossier just acquired Amazon. By selling at Sephora. More on the story in today's show. <laughs> Rachel, your choice. Which one's better? <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.